You're listening to Extra Innings with entrepreneur, author, and CEO, Jay Myers. Welcome to Extra Innings. I'm your host, Jay Myers. Uh, Extra Innings is a podcast that focuses on business leaders, entrepreneurs, thought leaders all across the country. And this morning, I am particularly thrilled to have a good friend, Lee Mansberg, President CEO of Junior Achievement, as our guest this morning. Lee, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jay. I'm happy to be here. Uh, we're we're going to get into a number of things, Lee, and you and I have spoken in the past, and uh, you represent such a fine organization, and uh, we're, we're going to get into some things for my personal involvement years ago and all with the organization, but I, I want to just go off uh, initially and say how what a wonderful job you've done with the organization, and uh, when I was preparing for this interview, I was trying to find all the different things, and there's just been so much positive press and media coverage. Uh, of what your your work there at Junior Achievement, uh, and, and congratulations for that. It's just fabulous. Lee, you didn't start your career at Junior Achievement. Tell us about your background and kind of where you came from, you know, where you grew up, kind of how all this stuff sort of evolved. Uh, so I am from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. My mom is a native Memphian, and um, always education was at the heart of everything that took place in our household. So I became a teacher and loved being a teacher and served as an in-classroom educator for 20 years and then an education leader throughout the Memphis community um, for the last five years of my education career and became one of the things I just fell in love with was actually the business of running a school and running a school well and became curious as to how that could lead into the greater Memphis nonprofit sector and particularly the economics of how we run nonprofits. So I went to work at Bridge Capital where I really mastered um, business and it was a wonderful education for me and then fell in love while I was there working for all these entrepreneurs. They say serial entrepreneurs for a reason. Um, So when you hang around entrepreneurs long enough, you kind of want to be one. And so became very engaged with the idea of social entrepreneurship and how to really make sure that the nonprofit sector saw themselves as dreamers and do I dare kind of folks. And um, when the position, I started building businesses um, in the nonprofit sector at Epicenter um, and fell in love with building businesses for women and minorities, but always knew that my strength was um, with children. So when the job opened up at Junior Achievement, I was like, you know what? I can take the magic that's Epicenter and bring it down to children through Junior Achievement and really get children ready and excited to see how they can take care of their families using entrepreneurship as a tool. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and, and the fact that you know, the, your background lends itself so well to, to what you're doing today. Lee, correct me if I'm wrong, and I could very well be wrong, but um, when you and I spoke several, maybe a several years ago, do you not have some entrepreneurship in your family, in your blood somewhere to relatives, somebody that owned their own business that kind of helped you with sort of, you know, the thought process as you were, you know, on your journey of, of uh, getting to junior achievement, but also working with the kids? Oh, most certainly. So it's a great question, Jay. Um, so a lot of times people ask, are entrepreneurs born that way or are they made? And I've always thought it was both, but I am the child of two entrepreneurs. Um, my father, um, while an attorney, likes to build mini storages and document storages and has always kind of modeled, you know, the side hustle, the side business. And my mother is actually the founder of the Christmas ball tree earring, 
um, and started a company called Oddballs. And eventually that became a paper company and she and her partner created a way to be able to print invitations in-house same day. And when President Clinton got elected, I'm from Arkansas, the best little paper company in Arkansas was selected for those um, inaugural ball invitations. And so an international company was launched, um, Oddballs, um, in 1992 when President Clinton was elected. And she, my mother never looked back and my father became her business partner along with her um, other business partner. And I just was brought up taking care of orders and taking care of people and growing her business. And it was always so much fun. That's amazing. So, you know, it's interesting to see somebody that has, you know, kind of grown up amongst entrepreneurs, you know, your view of things. And uh, I, I, that's just a, such a neat story. And uh, thank you for sharing that. You know, Lee, um, so obviously the, the position you're in right now, you know, you're working with business people, you're working with, you know, uh, children and everything. Why is it important to share business and entrepreneurship with children? And, and particularly, I guess I'm asking, you know, I can kind of understand like, I don't know, you know, high school age where they're sort of reaching a level of maturity sort of think about the future. But uh, I know from my experience with JA, you're reaching young kids, middle schoolers, and even younger. T tell us a little bit about that whole, uh, initiative and why it's so important for uh, business and entrepreneurship to be shared with young, young kids. Absolutely. So children have to be able to first, so as a career educator, it, you have, you can't just have a one, one experience and think that children are going to launch and have it. it. It has to layer year after year. And so since I arrived at junior achievement, we've rewritten the entire curriculum and program so that our goal is to to bring a child in in the kindergarten and hold that reservation through 12th grade. So the business, business acumen and business skills, that's a skill set. And we like, we, everybody needs that skill set. You simply can't navigate this world, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, without your business skill sets, protecting your money and learning to protect your money the younger you are. And you have a kind of a mindset about the fact that this money is what will make sure my family can be safely fed, safely housed, safely transported, that it is a resource for survival. But then we look at entrepreneurship as the context in which to place the why. Um, it is, as you well know, Jay, the number one tool for building generational wealth. But children, I think as in, we really have to ask ourselves a lot of important questions. I believe that children are born as natural entrepreneurs. The playground may be one of the most entrepreneurial places on the planet um, because entrepreneurs by their nature solve a problem. Children, and so when you're on the playground, everybody's solving a problem for another person. But somehow we've kind of managed to push that out of children to push the playfulness of entrepreneurship. So junior achievement is really bringing that back. And for so many of our children in that generational wealth piece is so important to me. We want them, Memphis has so many cool, inspirational entrepreneurs everywhere. And we want our children to believe at a very young age that it's possible. And the first step in that possibility is no matter where that child lives, looking out your car window and or looking out the school bus window 
and literally being able to recognize an entrepreneur, the restaurant on the corner, the grocery on the corner, the hair salon, all of those are people that are just trying to feed their families plus a few other folks as their employees, but they're critically important for a community's um, survival are those entrepreneurs and they're the front line of economic development. Oh, that, that, that's fantastic. And you may have just answered the next question I was going to have uh, about the impact that JA and particularly BizTown and the, uh, the, you know, some of the facilities and things that you have, uh, how they impact other initiatives, have, you know, what's the impact on the community? And, you know, obviously you and I both know and, and that, you know, Memphis is uh, struggles with a lot of the, uh, well, financial and, you know, issues with poverty and those kind of things. And, uh, BizTown, you mentioned, I believe, financial literacy to, for the, the children to understand, frankly, the value of a dollar and what it takes to make one and, you know, and, and keep it going for you to support the family. You know, I, I guess just like the greater, the, the bigger picture and everything, JA with all the initiatives and financial literacy and things you're doing, you know, what, what do you see as like that impact going forward, um, near term? maybe longer term in term, you know, specifically as it relates to the children that are getting this training. Certainly. So the first thing is while I run a nonprofit, I see myself and our whole team sees themselves as economic developers. As a former English teacher, I'll start with this question, Jay, that you can't change a system until everybody's speaking the same language. And one of the most powerful things that I love about Junior Achievement is we're the only organization that combines entrepreneurship, financial literacy, and work readiness all in one shop. And we'll reach almost 15,000 children this year. So we really take a step back and say, if we're going to reach 15,000 children, how do we get them all speaking the same vocabulary around these topics so that we can shift the conversation? So part of that is that we work very closely to make sure that our play-based learning experiential education actually mirrors opportunity and where this region is going economically so that our children see themselves as the solution for where we want to go. And they understand and recognize the power that they have, that if they aren't excited for the future, if they don't have an understanding of the economies that will drive this region in the future and going forward, then we have a real challenge in front of us. So we really see ourselves as igniting a pipeline of talent, of inspiration for what is actually in front of this community. So we're not like pretending we are working closely with the chamber, working closely with the full 25 county region we serve to make sure that we put in front of our children something that like kind of blows their mind. It's pretty exciting. But if you're not excited about what's coming to our region, you don't see yourself as having a place within it. So that's kind of in the immediate term, get everybody on the same page, get them coming back multiple times, upskill them in partnership with all of our amazing education partners. And let's see for the long term if we don't start to see a shift in the needle of kids who are excited to join the economy and join the world of work. Yeah, that is fantastic. I noticed when I was uh, doing research and, and looking at some of your LinkedIn posts that I believe the hashtag said every child world ready. And I, I kept looking at that going, man, that's powerful. 
I mean, <laughs> to have every child be ready to go into the world of work and all the things that relate to that, you know, in financial literacy, that's, that's incredibly powerful. And, you know, for people like us that, I mean, I suppose the impact Lee will be, you know, in the generations to come is that, you know, what is our report card going to look like? How do those young people end up, right? Right, um, we have to measure it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you're running a pretty good size enterprise, Lee. And uh, again, congratulations. I'll digress real quick to tell uh, our listeners that I, if I, when I was reading all the posts and Lee has just had some tremendous media coverage and it's been well-deserved. Lee, besides being the president and CEO of Junior Achievement, you're also did I get this right? Are you a superwoman? Is that what I read? Uh, oh. <laughs> now, 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 I'm just curious, when you go to the office, do you have a cape that you wear? Or how does that exactly work? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not a good costume person. I don't wear a cape. <laughs> but it was a really nice award ceremony last night to be recognized as a superwoman in business from the Women's Business Oh, that's business great. Channel. No, good for, good for you. Now, you well-deserved and uh, uh, for somebody that's been involved, let me digress one more time. Uh, for the listeners out there, my, I myself have a long history with uh, Junior Achievement. When I was with, uh, before I started my own business, I worked for a, a telecom company, a local one or whatever, and got, uh, I was a JA volunteer for a number of years in the, uh, in the classroom and spoke to a number of kids through the years, different schools and everything, really had a ball. And uh, a funny story about that, I remember I was at Incarnation uh, School out in Collierville. And I had uh, it was business basics class, and I remember uh, feeling particularly motivated the day I went in there one day uh, for the class because I just come back from uh, a baseball camp, fantasy camp, and I'm a big New York Yankee fan. So I was like, oh, I just was busting at the seams to share all these experiences with these kids. And I remember, you know, I started out and kind of telling them about everything, and they just had this look on their face and. I was like, they almost seemed bored. And I was going, God, what, what happened here? I'd laid an egg early on this thing. What, what's going on? And then I said, can anybody kind of tell me, uh, you know, I thought y'all were going to get pretty excited about this. One of the, uh, the, the, the uh, students raised their hand. They said, well, Mr. Myers, um, we have to tell you who spoke to us last week. And I'm like, okay. And they said, uh, he was the MVP of the world series. His name was Dev David Eckstein, and it was happened to be his mother-in-law taught the class. And I go, okay, um, moving right <laughs> along here. Uh, but a great organization. Had a lot of fun with the with the you know the classroom um, you know activities and things I did for I, I don't know I, I, many 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 years. But um, so Lee, let, let's kind of move it forward. I know you don't have all morning to spend with us, but you know wh what's the end goal for a business like JA what, and and I guess I'm going to reframe this question in the sense of where do you want to be a year from now 5 years from now 10 years from now do you want to be with the organization 10 years from now but you know just curious how, wh wh where are your 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 sort of your uh, timelines and goals that you have for your organization uh, that's a great question. Yes, I want to be here. We do have a really long range plan. So a year from now, we hope that everybody um, in the region and all your national listeners are coming to Memphis to see what will be the most amazing new home for junior achievement ever. Um, that will be really representational of the region. It will be a very, very unique place that will engage so many children, so many incredible businesses and be a guide so the facility will serve as a guide for our children to enter the economy on their terms. And it will also be a home for so many other partners who do work in this space. 
to join us in building this pipeline and this pathway for our children. So that's in year one. Um, in year five, we actually we're building this thing and we built it and it's great. And we do a really good job serving um, our immediate region, but we actually have a footprint of 25 counties that we serve. So we have big questions to figure out what is both, what is now our rural expansion into these other 25 counties. We go all the way to Jackson, Mississippi, and to Jonesboro, Arkansas, and Jackson, Tennessee. And so looking at our population centers and our rural areas, because all of our children should see, and we, we, we mean it when we say every child world ready. So building out our framework for how we serve urban and rural, rural children in a way that is authentic and genuine to them. Um, 10 years from now, there are 370,000 children in our footprint. Um, we hope to be at mass saturation for those children. We hope that junior achievement is built in endowment so that there are no barriers to access and that we are the go-to resource. You'll see a teacher training program that'll be a first of its kind because we believe that children, that teachers are the front line of economic development. So we'll be really digging in to find out how to best do that work so that all of our teachers throughout our 25 county footprint see themselves as economic developers. And that all of our children 10 years from now are saying, oh, I can be whatever I want. I'll get the tools to do that at JA so that we just trip off the tongues of all 25 counties of the children, the educators, and we become that trusted resource um, for those that we serve so that children, every child believes the path forward is available and open to them. Oh, that's great. Lee, this isn't on the list of questions, but I want to ask because I did look at this article and it just was so neat and, uh, and a wonderful read. You had, I believe, about a week ago, there was a nice article in the local uh, paper, Daily Memphian, about the hands-on mind open event. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us a little bit about that. I know it was staged at, uh, for the, all the listeners out there, a very big uh, public venue called the Agri Center, but Tell us a little bit about that, because it just looked like this was, you know, quite a uh, quite an event. It, yeah, thank you for asking. And yes, it was quite an event um, and incredibly successful. So as I told you, as a career educator, I believe in doing things a certain way. And so in the state of Tennessee, career education, um, according to our state le legislature, we have to provide career education in the middle school space. And so three years ago, my amazing team member, Courtney Miller, said, we need to create this thing. We're going, it's going to be called JA Inspire Career Exploration. But it's not going to be children walking around a room with a bunch of booths getting swag that's nice swag and pamphlets on jobs that are available. That's not what this is going to be. We're going to build out a hospital operatory. We're going to teach children hands-on career exploration that is appropriate. Everything we do is age appropriate. So what is a career exploration for a 12 and a 13-year-old or 14-year-old child? It has to be fun. It has to be like, they need to be creating music. They need to see the, like, what, what do you really do when you sound engineer? What does it mean to run a soundboard? What does it mean to actually run a camera? Why do you have to be the, the musician when you could run the studio that makes the music? This mm. is Memphis. And so it's really about 
blowing their minds. The children were building light switches. They were building plumbing frames, like for the framework. And so everything was hands-on. And so children came out excited for careers in construction because a career in construction is an amazing career because it's where it, it's where it starts. We always wanna look and say when a person starts in construction, like that's where a child finishes. No, it's where they start. And we have to acknowledge that when we start our careers, it's messy and we need to learn to say yes and kind of just do a bunch of things. But we have to be a community that says, well, you want something more? We'll make that possible. We need to tell our children to stop sprinting toward a career, but rather look at it as a marathon and you take some endurance. And um, that's what this modeled. And you can't become what you can't see. So we try to put out some exciting things and particularly those things that are high growth, high wage opportunities as well. We want them to believe that that's available to them. God, that is amazing. So say that again, you can't become what you can't see. Is that what you just said? That is correct. So we're very oh, I mean, intentional. That, that is, oh yeah, I love that. I mean, the, the sound bites, I'm, I'm trying to write stuff down everything. It's just, <laughs> they, these are, well, it's just amazing. And you know, again, for the listeners out there, I was uh, a JA volunteer for probably, I don't know, 15 or 20 years. So I was a lot of in classroom stuff and on the board and really believe in the organization. It just, it's, it's as fine an organization as, as there is because it's uh, developing the leaders tomorrow and so many good things about financial literacy, business careers, you know, and uh, you know, you can't become something you can't see. I, I just think that's amazing. I mean, I'd, Really is good. Just another real quick thing, Lee. Again, it's not even it's not on the script, but I'm going to mention it anyway. I will always have a soft place in my heart for junior achievement, and uh, for a lot of reasons. But one in particular was, and Lee, I'm not even 100% sure that you know this story, but I think you do. Junior achievement actually helped me start my business back 20 something years ago. Uh, I had gotten fired from this telecom company and was wandering around, and I had been you know doing a lot of work with JA and had some contacts with uh, the, the president at that time and everything and I was desperate to either you know go find another job or network and try to start my own thing and uh, I won't bore the uh, listeners out there with the way it happened but the then president um, of JA Jim Perrin introduced me to a private investor and that's how I got my business started. And, oh my uh, gosh, that's an amazing it, story. It, it's it's the truth. And for the listeners out there, it was, uh, you know, I've written three books about my business and it was a very rough start, but you know what? Somebody's got to help you, you know, you got to get started somewhere. And uh, there's, there's a real, real good uh, side of the story is uh, I started my business in 96 and in 2018, ended up selling to the largest audiovisual integration firm in the world. And we did just fine with that transaction, but I always remember, and uh, for the listeners out there and entrepreneurs, small business owners, I'm sure Lee will echo this, you know, never forget where you came from. Never, ever forget where you came from. And somebody had to lift, you know, had to have a helping hand for me to get connected. And I, boy, I remember those days vividly. And I was just so, and, and I had so much need there just to connect somehow to get off the ground and you know, God bless you and your achievement and, and the folks at that time for helping me do that. So just thought I'd share that with you, Lee, because um, it meant a lot um, and it still it well, still does. Um, it's an amazing story. Yeah, it, I, uh, mean, I did not know that story and I love knowing that story. Well, it's uh, it, it is the absolute truth. And, uh, you know, I met so many wonderful people through the years through J.A. And again, for the listeners out there, one of the people I met 
that had an impact besides just getting my business started that had a huge impact motivation wise was somebody that was a big, big uh, JA supporter, uh, a man, uh, some of the listeners out there might know, but a whole lot of other ones uh, uh, certainly can appreciate a man named Timmons Wilson, who started a little company called Holiday Inns. And I met him through the Junior Achievement Organization, and he um, visited my office years ago when I first started and didn't buy anything from me. He was in there for a demonstration, but I remember him shaking my hand and saying, uh, you know, you hang in there. You're going to make some money with this business. Well, I just, I mean, I'm a good old Catholic. I thought the Pope had just blessed me. And it was just <laughs> from, from that point onwardly, I mean, it was just, you know, it was onward and upward and you know, God bless Mr. Wilson, everything for, for that. And again, I met him through JA. So th this is a, a pretty deep relationship, uh, folks out there. And I just uh, want you to know how much I appreciate you being on this morning, Lee, because you're doing a terrific job and you're, you're, you're taking the organization to a whole nother level that I think is wonderful. Um, well, Jay, I love all of these stories. I'm sitting here making my notes now um, because those are those are amazing stories. Well, I, I appreciate that. And folks uh, for out there, listeners and everything, I've had the, the privilege, uh, even though I was a little bit hobbled at the time, I've had knee replacement surgery, but I hobbled my way into the new JA uh, headquarters that Lee uh, is referred to. And you're in for a treat. This is uh, quite a quite a, uh, a facility and I think it's going to do wonderful things for the the students and the children in the future Lee uh, just to kind of wrap this up again I don't want to take up your whole morning now you got things to do um, any kind of in terms of since you do deal with children so much and young people and everything it's not on that list there of the things we sent you but I'm just kind of curious I mean what do you have any advice you know maybe some parting uh, comments and advice for young people out there, whatever age they are, whether they're middle schoolers, teenagers, college students, whoever, you know, what advice would you give the, the young people out there uh, that are trying to figure out their future? I think that, Jay, it's a great question. And when I think about that advice, I, I would challenge young people to think about it in two ways. Develop some skills, like figure things out about yourself. Do I like working with my hands? What am I curious about? get a skill doesn't mean you'll be it forever and then get curious about what and think about what do I want to do with this and it can be in every area so like when people like numbers and they think about being an accountant it doesn't mean you have to go work for a, you know one of the big public accounting firms forever I mean you can be an accountant in any area that you're curious about so get out of the box quit thinking about that you've put your career in a frame rather I'd say I know what I love to do let me find a bunch of different frames where what I love to do, like I was a high school English teacher and what I, and I am, this is not at all what being a high school English teacher is, but I knew I wanted to be a teacher my whole life. And I started deciding what are extra frames where this skill set I learned as a teacher could be a really productive tool for me to do a lot of different things. And so I just want children to think you're not one thing, but you need skills. You've got to have some skills to start with. So don't be afraid to go get a certification. If you're, I don't care where you go to school. If you like playing with motors, go get certified on small engine repair. It doesn't matter what background you're from. You never know where it might take you. And so just believe that where you might go can be in a million different places, but you've got to have some skills along the way. Oh, that is great. And I love particularly, you know, for the, the young people out there, you know, that may have some different opinions about, you know, some of the trades and everything like that. Um, 
not everybody's going to be a bank vice president. Okay. And I think if you are right. good with your hands and you, you uh, sounds like Lee, you and junior achievement celebrate, if you can, you know, like you said, small engine repair, working with your hands, doing those kind of things. And for, again, for the listeners out there, uh, go look at what some of those folks are uh, making for, you know, in terms of their W2 forms. I think many, many of those folks are, are doing very, very well. Thank you very much. So uh, please, like you said, you know, open your mind up to, you know, what you're good at, what you, what you enjoy and uh, not get caught up in some of these other kind of traditional ways of thinking about defining success. Cause uh, uh, you know, I think there's a whole lot of opportunity out there for, like you mentioned, like the trade uh, organizations and things. And uh, that's fantastic advice, uh, Lee. And uh, Lee, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed this this morning and I appreciate your time and uh, to being on the show and uh, best of luck to you and J.A. And uh, whatever you do with that cape that you're wearing, you know, maybe you could just put it on a coat rack and uh, enjoy the moment, right? <laughs> Thank you so much, Jay. I really have appreciated it and enjoyed our conversation. Thanks again, Lee. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. To learn more about Jay Myers or his podcast guests, visit www.jmyersceo.com.